In a world where the Marks think they know better than the wrestlers and the bookers, the Fantasy Booking Institute exists to pretty much do exactly that. This is a visit from the FBI. This is Dan the Dad, and you should listen to Raw and Order, or uh, you're grounded. Welcome to another episode of A Visit from the FBI, your weekly dose of pro wrestling fantasy booking. I am your host, Detective Mark Smarks, and I am joined, as always, by my partner in crime fighting, District Attorney Vincent K. Fabe. What's going on, man? How are you? Um, uh, I'm still recovering from a hectic weekend, but yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm here, so um, yeah. I better... Slide my chair over so I'm centered. That's there fine. we go. Yeah, you you had a busy weekend. We alluded to it. We we gave uh, uh, vague excuses for you, uh, uh, but we understand why you were not able to make it to uh, the session on yeah, Sunday I mean, night. In reality, the the reason was sleep, but yeah, there was uh, there was some personal things that happened in life mm-hmm. and. Um, some people were laid to rest. So, anyway, moving yep. forward because moving forward, that's sad, and I don't want to talk about that. Yeah, I understand. I want to talk about the Royal Rumble. Wait, also sad. Also sad. Yes, we'll talk a little bit about it because I do want to hear uh, your overall views of it. But we won't go directly uh, into it. We are also joined. It seems right now, audio only by JLB. Hey, hey, hey! It's your boy. It's your boy. It is me. It is me. It's jlb um yeah man i'm good i'm good can't complain um still trying to recover from the rumble as well it's been three days i i thought i can get this depressive mode and this off of me but it seems to linger it seems to linger well, especially with raw yeah it doesn't help when well. raza just shit knocks yeah uh you know, normally we can we can look to the the raw after a horrible pay per view. Well, maybe they'll reset and and things will get better. And and here's the I'm I'm not saying that things that there weren't some neat things happening on Raw. There were some some neat things that happened on Raw. Um, there were some things that got a little bit of a pop for I don't know stupid reasons, and there are things that we will bitch about definitely. Um, probably this weekend, because this is not the show where we spend most of it bitching. Um, that's the Sunday night show. Yeah. Um, but but because D.A. Fabe wasn't here to bitch on Sunday night about Royal Rumble, I do want to hear a little bit of his opinion on it, because um, he, like I said, he had his family thing. We're not going to talk about that. But then Sunday, he had to recover from that and binge the entire Royal Rumble uh, so that he could try to talk about it Sunday night, and then he was just absolutely beat uh, and couldn't make it. So, thoughts? Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble. Um, <clears throat> so, I mean, here's the deal. Um as I was watching the Rumble, uh, I had some, some fall asleep, wake up, fall asleep, wake up stuff. Um, I, so I did not watch the, the Rumble in order. Um, that said, that Seth and Roman match was fantastic. 
But it didn't have to end that way. Um, and there was a whole lot of it didn't have to end that way as the night went on. In fact, part of the reason that the Seth Roman one didn't have to end that way is because the rest of the night just residually ended that way. Yeah. Um, I was so pumped after the end of that Seth Roman match, though, because it was a really, really good match. Um, and, and I was okay with how it ended. I didn't like it. Um, watching it a day later, I thought that Roman was DQ'd by via the chair strikes. It wasn't. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, Seth still came out on top. Yeah. Roman still has the title. Yeah, here's the deal. I, I liked the ending of it overall. There were parts that I didn't like. I, I didn't like the fact that they booked it to be the ref picking up Seth's hand and then dropping it, and oh, it happens to oh, fall. Oh, just on happens to fall. The rope. Yeah. Um, because he, uh, the main reason is because they haven't done the arm drop. He's out for fucking ever in WWE. Yeah. Ever since they switched to MMA rules, all the ref has to do is look and be like, oh, he's out. Ring the bell. Um, yeah. And so they don't have to do the arm drop. So it just looked, it appeared to be like the ref going, I'm deliberately putting the, the hand on the ropes, which then yeah. makes it look like the ref is cheating to help. I, I mean, I, I think that the, the, the plus to that is that the, the hand didn't hold itself on the ropes, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, and, the thing and is, that part is a, is a tad fickle. There's yeah. just better ways to do. What the, they but did. the thing is, that blame either falls on Seth or falls on uh, Charles Robinson or a little bit of both, right? Uh-huh. Because all it would have taken is Seth to get a little bit closer to the rope and then do the I'm reaching, and I'm catch reaching, I'm, I'm passing out, I'm passing out, I'm pa- oh my hands on the rope, and then the spot's fine. Yeah. Um, or. Uh, he doesn't make it. And Charles Robinson calls doesn't it. make it, and Charles Robinson calls it shoot style. You know, oh, here's because here's the the storyline that they told with it is that Roman Reigns realizes he can't beat Seth by himself. Sure, and the only thing he can do at this point now he cares more about causing Seth pain than he does about winning the match. You can even reverse the victory because he won't let go. Yeah. that's They used to do that all the time. You know, they call, call the winner of the match, but then the other person won't let go, so they reverse it, right? It happened before. Or, or you just have it where he's too far from the ropes. They break the hold for whatever reason. Then Roman gets up and starts whacking him with a chair, and he gets DQ'd that way. Either yeah. way, you have the same result. A DQ victory, Roman keeps the belt, uh, but it shows it keeps the storyline that Roman can't beat Seth True. you know, by himself. And so True. um so I, I didn't have a huge problem, but the the thing is that was the first match of the night. Correct. Correct. And, and, so, and so I was left with a high and with a really good match. Yeah, for um, us to start immediately with Immediately, I start out with with AJ and Shinsuke, and I'm like, this fucking Rumble's going to rock. I do not have it. 
I did not have any idea how anybody could think this wasn't good. Shinsuke's out a little earlier than I think he should. Austin Theory comes out. He lasts longer than most people would have wanted him to. Um, he, he was pretty dang good, though. Um, and there were some eliminations I didn't really like. But as a whole, 1 through 30, or 1 through 29, I have no problem with any numbers of of how it went and oh, this didn't go right. Um, I don't know if the Kofi thing was a botch or not. It was I don't really care. Botch. Just so you know, so, it was 100% a botch. It's, and, it's and come out. WWE didn't just let it float. Yeah. Well, they would have let it float probably if it hadn't been caught on camera live. Like, we saw it happen live. They couldn't cover it. But no, it was on, uh, reports have it. He was supposed to be in for a bit longer and uh, maybe even eliminate someone and they had to cover because uh, but in, in the end I, I, it was bound to happen eventually. Yeah, you know and, what I mean? And so I'm glad they held, they held Sullivan yeah. with it. That's fine by me. Um, so um, here's where you run into the problem on this Royal Rumble match. My, because you walked out, watched out of order, you had not watched the uh, Brock versus Bobby Lashley match yet. So you did not know the finish to that match, which led into the finish to this match. Yes. Um, and if you had watched the Brock versus Bobby Lashley match, you would have, like JLB and I, known 100% who the number 30 was going to be and what the story tells. See, and I, and so I knew, I, obviously I read the spoilers beforehand, and so I knew that was coming um, because I knew the story. I still didn't feel like anything was done wrong except for having Brock win. I personally think Brock, I mean, I would not have had a problem with him showing up and saying, I gotta, I gotta figure out how to get my, but at the end of the day, you No, I'm, I'm just being hard on him, man. It's not anything. This is just because I wasn't here on Sunday. Anyway. Um, and so uh, you can put that on there though. Yeah. No, I, I do want to address it because here's the deal. We're not being hard on it. Both of us loved it overall, and we liked on on the thing. The only thing we're nitpicking is the Charles Robinson picking his arm up part. We like the fact that it was a DQ finish. We like that. It tells the better story. All yeah. I'm saying is that the him lift, Charles Robinson lifting the hand up and dropping it was not the best way to go with that. So, but it if you watched our review on Sunday night, that was our match of the night. Universal oh, choice. Might match be, of the night. Might be barring barring Cody and and uh um Sam McVara on Wednesday might be the match of the year thus far. I mean that yeah. Seth Roman match was good. Wow, was, wow. Was really good. I'm not, going I'm not that putting far. it I'm not putting it up there though. That's that Cody and Guevara match. That was well, that that's was, obviously number one. That's, that was a legitimate five star yeah, match. You have end. also you also have the Usos and New Day uh, day one also up there. Seth that the Roman match ain't gonna do I shit. can't see you. You don't exist. You you, you right, also have uh, you no, also have here. Orange Cassidy versus Adam Cole in the lights out match. Yeah. Um that so there's but it's okay, so arguably the second best match of the year. Still not gonna Anyway, moving forward, <laughs> I don't think Brock should have won. Here's the reason I think Brock should should have won. 
Brock punches, or Brock gets punched in the face by Roman to lose the title. That's why Brock shouldn't have won. You've already written the storyline. You don't have to use this to write. Yeah, the story. I mean, ultimately, here's part of the problem: is they booked themselves into this, um, this, this really corner. weird corner on Monday after Brock's elimination chamber. Yeah, like you know. what in the fuck is yeah. going on? Hey, by the way, we have thirty people battle for an hour on Saturday for a, a shot at the title, and then oh, the next day we're just gonna throw. Five of them into into a match in a month for the title, um, and one of them is going to be the guy who won that. And so now now he gets two shots at a title for yeah, you know? um, yeah. yeah. And, and if what you're looking to do is unify, then don't have Roman. I don't know. Just moving forward. That, that being said, re- the one who won it. Really quickly, I do I do want to uh, point in here. Thank you, Football Scouting Report, for the comment because we do appreciate the yeah. comment. Um, I, I just wanted to clarify. I don't think we're being hard on the finish because I I don't think I I don't think we disliked the finish. I don't think in I mean JLB I think didn't like the DQ finish a bit, but but uh, DFA and I both liked the DQ finish. Yeah. We just thought they could have done it in a better way that didn't look like a referee cheating. Who fucking cares if a bad guy loses loses because he was vicious. Yeah. Here, That's what the, he does. Well, the story okay. like I care because when you make it a pay-per-view match and this is the last time you're going to face for maybe quite some time, I care because if I was someone who would have went to that arena, paid my hard-earned money, I would be fucking pissed. I, I well, I mean, yeah, you can get pissed. I get get it, but I remember pay per view matches where the champ, the heel champion, walked out of the match and got DQ'd by by countout. Ah, the nineties, you know. And so, so it's it's not a new thing, right? A DQ finish. That's the whole point of of uh, champions advantage. They talk about all the time at the pay per views. He's got champions advantage. You know, he can only lose your feud. But they didn't say it. What? And here's the deal: it didn't need to be ending is the it, feud. Is a Seth Roman feud ever really feud. over? Yeah, but it's over for like three months. So I mean, Pause. that's enough time. So I don't anyway, think moving forward. I don't think it's I, over. But again, it doesn't I, matter. I don't hate the that aspect. I don't. I didn't hate the Rumble. I literally thought every sequence in the Rumble was fantastic. I enjoyed Johnny Knoxville's sequence. Oh, um, I also enjoyed it being short. Um, <laughs> you know, there, there's there's pluses. I I don't like the celebrity entrant, but I'm okay with it. Um, but as a whole, I thought the sequencing, the 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 methodicalness was fantastic. Again, the reason I went, I skipped to the last match of the night is because I kind of watched it out of order, and quite frankly, I knew that. That um, Brock won, and I wanted to find out why. Why would you have Brock win? And at the end of the day, that, that question isn't answered. You have two opportunities per year, three if you count Elimination Chamber, to add somebody to the mix, to create a person in the mix in WWE, unannounced, without reason, for them to have a title run. 
Big Ooh. E was on a six match losing skid. He gets the he with the briefcase in his hand, still won the title. Mm-hmm. That introduces somebody into the mix. Yeah. Which, That's the goal. Yeah, which so is the, the, the best bank, use money of bank, money in the bank and Royal Rumble. And Royal Rumble. Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean you have to only use a dude who's never done it before, mm-hmm. but you have to, but using it for a storyline that hasn't already been written, which was literally the storyline of Mutt's coming into this. And day one ruined that storyline because uh, Rock's got a title. Mm-hmm. Brock has to have a title. So then we quickly put a title on Brock. Then we need to quickly take it off of him. And we can tell a dozen other storylines. But, but now he wants to be title The storyline he told is Roman came out, punched Brock in the face. Brock didn't have, no longer has uh, the title. But we better make sure he wins the Rumble, too. It's so and stupid. wins well, Elimination Chamber. Yeah, and, I, and now I don't think he'll win that. I, I don't think he's going to win. I think they're going to use that's Elimination where they legitimize Chamber. Lashley. Yeah, they legitimize Lashley, and, and I, I also think they use it to continue the feud with Roman. That somehow or another Roman figures into Brock's elimination. Well, I mean, we've seen Brock attack somebody, or Edge, I'm sorry, attack people mm-hmm. to get into the Elimination Chamber. You mm-hmm. do the same thing with... Yeah. Roman or something. It, it's the, but that's also a moot point. I think at the end of the yeah. day, have, it's a moot point making, because it hasn't happened yet. We don't know. We just speculate. Making on what Roman, making Roman versus Brock, the overarching story of the year. That that's not even a problem. Making it the only story of the year. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. You have to allow other stories to develop. Bobby Lashley looked great in this match with Brock. Mm-hmm. Brock looked great in that match with Bobby Lashley. I could have watched another ten to eight, eight to ten minutes of that. And um, the the thing is, WWE's established a long time ago that you don't need to win a match to get a spot at, a shot at the title. All you have to do is have a reason. So the yeah. simple fact that Roman cost Bobby Lashley his title is enough of a reason for Bobby Lashley to be or not Bobby, excuse me, Brock to show up on SmackDown this week. And be like, you cost me my title. I want a shot at that, you. That uh, one Adam Pierce is afraid of Brock. That works. Like we've established all these things, so let's just use them. Yeah. Like that's what I don't understand. But um, so anyway, the the I've already mentioned the the Brock and, and Bobby Lashley match. Uh, I, I literally could take another eight to ten minutes of that match. That was that was you yeah. can put it in my veins again. I I will say something that that other people will not. Um, of the two choices, if I was given two choices to have win the Royal Rumble, I would have gone with a um, second victory for Drew just to inject somebody new mm-hmm. into the storyline, or what I thought was twenty years instead of six years. But 20 years, somebody finally gets the third Royal Rumble win. And he just happens to do it at home. Yeah. I, I was saying on Sunday, I, that I think... to me, Randy Orton would have been the best victor. If only because WWE is in such a business of pop. That's what they, they live and die on. Mm-hmm. Um, and the pop that would have happened of, of Randy Orton winning in his hometown the Royal Rumble would have been fucking massive. Which which opens the window for for whatever follow up 
Fallout Arcade Bros is going to have eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I just I think that that would have been a healthy setup of, of that. Um, I just, I think that they were beating the dead horse. Yeah. Reportedly, um, up until middle of the week last week, Riddle was slated to win. Which would have been fine. Would have been fine. Yeah. They talked about Randy Orton. I think that would have been the best way to go. Yep. Um, and then just I like the idea, of Drew. Drew would have been my Drew, first Drew choice been, for that. Uh, thing is, I did not have in, a, in the end, there were about fifteen other options in the Royal Rumble that sure. I I wouldn't have complained if they would have won. Surprise! Oh my gosh, that's great. Yeah, Chad Gable went great. He's not going to win the title, but it, it'll be a fun match, you know, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, but anyways, um, so the uh, on the winning side. Um, Dewdrop and Becky, the match kind of plotted along a little bit, in my opinion. Um, I, I didn't hate the victory. Um, you know, Becky can come on as a scrapper and scrap her way to a, a win. I'm okay with that. I didn't, I didn't, uh, even though she's a heel, she's supposed to be the bad guy and all this stuff. It, it was fine. It was good enough for who, what it, who it was for, and that was for me. So I, I enjoyed it. Um, the there was another women's match, wasn't there? Uh, not another. No, the tag match. match. The tag match. The mixed tag match. Mixed tag match. Um, that was done wrong from the start. Both matches were okay. That was done wrong from the start. There was no reason to have the second match because the good guys had already won the first match, and it wasn't a schmoz to get. You know, Beth involved. It just it was done wrong from the start. That was just poorly written. It it was blah. Yeah, yeah, meh. Meh. Good match. I didn't hate it. Uh, Maurice Maurice performed better than we expected. Um, ring rest for both her and Beth. But meh. I I will uh, point in here one thing I didn't uh, get to talk about on the Royal Rumble podcast itself was um, uh, noting. Uh, Beth's Luna Vachon inspired makeup. Yeah. Um, they didn't. I wish they would have pointed it out more on the show itself because I think it was easy to miss. But I, I do did appreciate that. So. Sure. Sure. Oh. Uh, as for the women's rumble, I thought that was going to be a really good rumble. Again, it started out. Um. Two fire opponents, Melina, uh, who is a current female wrestler, more indie than anything else because she's aging, um, and Sasha Banks, who in her Sailor Moon outfit made me say, Sasha Bear is real. Mm-hmm. So, I, I said on Sunday that I, I now want to make a sequel shirt that is Sasha Moon and just see if I can get a cease and desist letter from... <laughs> either side um just push push our luck on it sasha bear shirts of course available right now at ronorderwbu.myspreadshop.com uh, so the link is in the doobly doos I, I i again there were some good spots in this um i i didn't like the standalone in the ring for sasha for a short while but that yeah okay that's fine um I think Melina deserved better than to be eliminated that quickly. Um, I really enjoyed Mickey James's run in the ring. 
showing that why she's the Impact Women's Champion. Uh, I thought that was fair. I thought they treated Impact fair there. I enjoyed that. Um, Michelle McCool had a good showing there. Uh, I don't understand why Lita is facing Becky for the title um, at Elimination Chamber. That makes no sense to me. I don't think Lita put on an exceptional show by any means. Because um, she asked. Because that's what I was getting at. Um, WWE's established that you don't have to win a match to get a championship. All you have to do is ask. And well, then you hell, get a Brock should have just done that. Yeah, that's all Brock needed to do is come out and say, you owe me a shot. Boom, now he's got a match. Jeez. Uh, anyway, the, so I don't understand. But that wasn't on Royal Rumble, so we didn't know that until Monday. Um, my... My biggest click no more than Brock winning was the appearance and victory of yet another MMA star. This one really pissed me off because there was an MMA star who people respect, like, no love that's a member of the WWE universe who's in uh, who's the 30th entrant. Who I think there was is not a person on this podcast that would not have loved to see the building of a feud between the, the, the 28th entrant that won and this person in Shayna Baszler. So I would rather than over Ronda Rousey, um, day in, day out, week in, week out, I like a person who shows up. I like the it or the grit person, not the it person, to go back to another match where they said that way too many times. Um, so I, I would have loved to have seen Baszler win that because uh, she's the grit person and Ronda's the it person. Um, and I, and I'm, I'm out. I'm just so out on, um, w, on MMA being greater than WWE in WWE's own eyes. I'm just, it's exhausting to see, to see the people I'm a fan of that are there week in and week out. Um, it took me seven years, more time than Rock, Brock was here the first time for me to finally be like, all right, fine. Brock can have his, his pancake schedule. He's that good. And it took, it really took his current character before I finally could tolerate it. Um, I've, I, I mark my words. I probably will never like Ronda Rousey in a WWE ring. I, Yeah. I'm 100% there with you. So, uh, the the um, thing is, I, I A, she doesn't look like she actually loves being there, right? No. Um, she really doesn't, like, at all. Um, And she's not, she, she's she got the charisma of a potato. Like, she came out on Raw to deliver her promo, and they, they literally had to pipe in crowd noise, and badly... Uh, like it was very obvious. She had know. real pop at one point, but when she sold out the industry, as though we didn't fucking know, she had real pop at one point, and then we saw her wrestle. Yeah, yeah. And then we're like, well, you know, because here's the deal: is, yeah, I don't. I, she 100 percent could kick my ass. She could kick probably all three of our asses um, simultaneously at the same time. Yeah, yep. At the same time, you know. No doubts there, but here's the deal. Wrestling isn't really about who can kick whose ass. It's about who can look convincing putting on a match a with other people, who can tell a story. Why, and why she is just tells little us, Becky Lynch still the hottest thing in wrestling? Yeah. Even after leaving and having a baby like Ronda Rousey. 
why is Be- Petite Little Becky Lynch still the hottest thing in wrestling? Even with a character that we aren't all 100% behind, it's because she tells the story better than anybody yeah. else in the sport. Even more than that, right? Why Why did us as wrestling fans dislike Nia Jax? Because she, she looked hurt. like she was hurting people, people and actually either. did hurt people. Rather than tell a good story, she just hurt people. Um, and Ronda Rousey just looks like she's going to hurt someone all the time. And not in a entertaining wrestling sort of way, but in a, I don't want my favorite wrestler to get injured and miss time sort of way. And because every time she does that, that judo shoulder throw. She didn't do any of that this time, though. She didn't at this one, but she's, you know, she's going to. She just, the judo shoulder throw doesn't fit in a, in a Royal Rumble Royal as Rumble. much as, as a, you know, she's going to do it in the solo matches. I thought and she it, did a good job of selling the story until the end. And then I was like, well, the wrong fucking person won. I, I didn't even think she did that, but mostly because uh, her punches looked. This is the opposite of looking like she was going to hurt someone. Her punches didn't even look Looks like so they were held. hitting. Yeah, yeah, she was holding them back so far they they weren't coming within six it, inches of. It person. reminded you a little bit of Shane McMahon's punches, which look held. And... But, anyways, so but. anyway, as a whole, uh, worst pay per view of the year so far. Um, but that doesn't mean much. Yeah, I mean. If you're only counting WWE, WWE and AEW, who hasn't have a pay per view yet, um, you've only had two pay per views. If you throw in Impact, you're at three, and if you throw in GCW, you're at four. Really, uh, and, and, G- and GCW, you get leeway because you're not a big dog. No, you're not a. Big if dog. we were watching it week in and week out with that Nick Cage ending. That might still be worst yeah. pay per view of the year so far, but yeah. I'm going to give it leeway because it's see the thing it's is the seventh grader I, in the dance. I didn't hate the Nick Gage year. finish as much as I hated the uh, finish to the Royal Rumble. Well, so yeah, that's fair. That's a fair statement. Mm. So, but we're not here to talk about the. We Royal are Rumble. instead here to talk fantasy booking. So that's the real uh, point of this. Um, I just wanted to get caught up on Royal Rumble with you, but because yeah, uh, no, we really, outside of the podcast, we haven't had a chance to speak basically at all no. this week, <laughs> um, which is an oddity for us. We used to work together and talk wrestling for literally hours every day. Yep. Um, and then we moved apart and to different jobs and all that stuff. We still Life has drifted apart for us. Yes. <laughs> it's so hard. I miss my buddy. Um, so, so this podcast was a, one of our ways of continuing to talk wrestling, but we usually talked wrestling outside of this as well. So, yeah, so I wanted to, be, to get your at phone. least one day, one night a week, there'd be mm-hmm. a phone call during the commute. And, yeah. Uh, so that just didn't happen because my family stuff over the last year. So yeah, I did want to update you. We opened another pack of the cards, and we finally came across our first, no longer with WWE. King Cross. Uh, card. Um, we did also uh, get a foil hollow Damian Priest. Mm. Um, so, and then trying to remember what our Allen and Ginters was. Um, I think it was. Uh, oh, yeah, it was KO and Psycho Sid. 
Well, see, that's a dude who's no longer employed by WWE. Yeah, but for different reasons. Yeah, it, this I is already... a legend card, so I don't count this. It's but... the master and the ruler mm-hmm. of the universe. Uh, JLB didn't like the fact that this is a fancy old school looking card and then it's got him wearing a cutoff t-shirt but that's exactly who kevin owens is though yeah it's really kevin owens that is the definition of kevin owens um no that is it just still looks weird on a fancy card yes it does (laughs) and i am still trying to find some place in this silly town to get some packs of the AEW cards and i can't so anyways so we're going to get on to the fantasy booking. The rules of our fantasy booking are pretty simple. We're going to challenge the others to book some unknown and often unlikely scenario in the world of professional wrestling. We do not discuss them in advance because we think that's funnier, but mostly because we often haven't thought of them until we go live on this show. Before we get into that, though, I would like to mention that we are part of the Tatnus Co. podcast network. So after the show's over, if you go down to the doobly-doos, there's going to be a link tree. Uh, uh, but underneath that, there's going to be a link to tatnusco.com that you can head on over there and see all the other shows in the network and let them know that we sent you. So, But on that note, I will open the floor up to DA Fabe or JLB to see if either one of them wants to go first with uh, the Fantasy Booking Challenge. I'll be happy to go first. Oh, I guess we will take you on that. Okay, so um, I'm going to go ahead and just make it a quick easy one it's a it's a what the fuck vince and um i just want you to rebook this um oh we got a best to sit this is a request from a customer or from a viewer and i think we take them up customer (laughs) a viewer i think we i'd like to take them up on this and make this push some of our others um because we're already going to run a little long on this show so Best of seven series, Bret Hart versus Kurt Angle in their prime. Who you got? I am okay with all three of us doing this tonight. Okay. Well, I, I do have a, well, a small fantasy a booking one. for later, but that's fine. But I will we'll, let this we'll substitute for me because I, okay. I went long. And uh, JLB, what's your thoughts? Do you do all three of us book this or just one of us? Uh well I'm only saying all three of us booked this because I have nothing planned but I wouldn't mind this is this does sound uh, pretty too busy cheating one. on us with other podcasts to think Best of anything I see so I'm gonna take a couple liberties and I think we just do this as a group uh, rolling through so I'm gonna take uh, first liberty is that this is not gonna be a short thing uh, this is this is gonna run probably the course of a year um, that's liberty number one liberty number two is that there's going to be some gimmick matches involved in this mm-hmm. um, well, i i would think when you're doing a best of seven at least one of them has to be submission match one of them has to be particularly with those two with those two one of them has to be um iron a, man match yeah an iron man match probably one of them has to be a no submission match you know yeah. where where you because these are both people known for their submission so let's let's see who wins when they can't do that no submissions um, yeah. I think the, a ladder match fits well in the, mm-hmm. this. Um, so I'll start it out, and I'll say that uh, the feud begins just after WrestleMania, um, a feud caused by Money in the Bank being in its correct location right after WrestleMania, um, and them injuring or them preventing each other from winning the Money in the Bank. So there won't be a title run, at least initially, with this. Um 
both of them in their prime. Uh, that means that we're coming into, oh, let's see here. That would make that the May pay-per-view. So the May pay-per-view would have been, uh, so it'd be the June pay-per-view, which could have been Great Balls of Fire or um, other unnamed one. Um, I think that this is just a pure ladder match. I think the first match is a pure ladder match because it comes off of them both being in the Money in the Bank and neither of them winning it. Is that a fair statement? Yeah, that's fair. So in this said pure ladder match um, at, um, maybe that's Extreme Rules? No, that'd be later in the year, traditionally. Mm, yeah, I think that's more October-ish. Yeah. Um, so it's just a pure ladder match in unknown, non-gimmicked pay-per-view of the year. Um, and so I would have... Um, I, I think that that match favors Brett. I really do. Um, Kurt Angle isn't known for a whole lot of uh, uh, ladder matches. Brett had had one, at least in his career, that I can think of. Um, and so I'm going to go with that match favors Brett. Brett wins the first in the best of seven series in a ladder match. Ooh, okay. To win... A different title shot or something. So then, um, the next match could actually occur at SummerSlam. Any input, guys? Yeah. I've, no, I'm I'm 100 fine with that. Um, I'm just trying to decide which which type of match I would go next. Um, and it could just be a basic wrestling match. It could be. Um, if you make it SummerSlam, then your July pay per view, which would be Great American Bash or or something along that line. But because um, it's SummerSlam, though, I feel like you do have to make it a little cool. Maybe uh, this is the second match, though. I feel like that would Iron be the Man second match they could have had. Iron the, Man's too soon. Yeah, I feel. Like the, really here's what I'm Man thinking: Iron, Iron Man is kind of the one that probably has to cap off the feud. Yeah, right. I'd say that's WrestleMania the following year. So that would be yeah, the 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 one at the end. Uh a submission match would probably have to be late in the feud. Uh you know, when someone can say you beat me this way, you beat me this way, but you've never made me tap sort of a thing. Um and so so those would have to be later. I, y- y- like you said though, for summer if it's SummerSlam, SummerSlam's one of the bigger pay-per-views we kind of have has to, to be a little bit of a do something big for it so sure. flag match flag on a pole match or something because one's canadian one's american but that'd be kind of cool a great american bash. A little bit into that. that might be well, better great american bash though and that's fine you could do that as as a great american bash in july instead of SummerSlam in august so that that's fine Maybe if anything, the SummerSlam is kind of where we think the feud is over. But then, who did you have win? On uh... I had I had uh, uh, Brett. So Brett win. Mm. my thoughts are at Great American Bash. They don't have anybody against each other. Um, they, they, there's not a match specifically set there, um, but the interference because they're still pissed off. Mm-hmm. Could play into setting up the SummerSlam. Um, 
Oh, Great American Bash is before SummerSlam? Yes. Oh, it's a okay. July pay-per-view. Oh, snap. Okay. Traditionally, that's a July pay-per-view. Fair. Okay. It's also traditionally a WCW pay-per-view, but yeah. we're going to make it the <laughs> July pay-per-view because we don't want shitty named fucking July pay-per-view. Yeah. No great balls of fire here. No, definitely not happening. No bueno. So. Um. So then at Great American Bash, you have Brett Face, whoever. Mm-hmm. Um, and But I feel like Brett has to be the heel in this feud. Pro-American. Oh, I feel like American you can get piece. it. You can get it across the board. I think you can start out with Brett being That's true. Okay. a face and develop into a heel. They both. They, mm-hmm. they both have. I mean, over the course of the year, mm-hmm. yeah. fan perception can change drastically. It, it could be Correct. that they start off heel face and end face heel. That's um, true. Yeah. So, so here's a thought at at Great American Bash in July. Um, Brett has has established his his dominance over Kurt in the latter match. Um, Kurt somehow has schmossed his way into a into a number one contenders match. Um, Kurt is facing. I don't know. Since we got in their prime, then we could say Owen and Brett comes out and oh, cost, nice cost. Kurt against Owen for that number one contender. Owen gets his title shot at SummerSlam, which we should we feel like should have happened anyways. Mm-hmm. And now, now Kurt's pissed off, and Brett's the heel. Oh that man! And imagine even at one point having freaking uh, Team Angle versus Heart Foundation. Yeah, absolutely. Ooh. So, so Brett cost um, Brett cost. Kurt his title shot um, leading Kurt to a match at SummerSlam. You do a match at SummerSlam. Have it be a kendo stick match. I'm okay with that. Or or a no holds barred or falls count anywhere. I'm I'm I have an idea saving the old no holds barred. So okay. Um, but again, I feel like that falls count anywhere is a safe one too. You can false count anywhere. It's fine. Um, I, like you said, the flag the flagpole match or something like that. Um, uh, could be a match, or I mean, this could be a simple G cage Bagwell match. on a pole match. Yeah, not no, the, no, not no, not no, a Hell in a Cell style, but a cage match. You yeah, know, you interfered in my match. Traditional cage match, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or or even a, a traditional strap match or something like that. You know, ooh, leather mm-hmm. strap. That'd be fun. Mm-hmm. Or Pick the one, one guys. Uh. I think maybe the cage might maybe work a little just because I don't want no one to get involved. You screwed me over. I don't trust you. Your heart foundation team's going to come in, yada, yada, yada. Throughout the, the Raws and the SmackDowns or whatever, you have a bunch of them interfering in each other's matches. So maybe making it a cage could be, especially for SummerSlam, that's pretty nice. I'm down. Cage. So who you got and winning? So- Obviously, since Brett won the first one, yeah, this is the win. advent of of uh, of the Amer- Team America or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is where Brett really gets angry. So he's slowly starting to maybe turn. Yeah, he's done some heel stuff, but now he's pissed. Yeah, because Charlie Haas 
came up and prevented Brett from leaving the ring. And so Kurt Angle won by getting out the door. Mm-hmm. Dirty. Yeah. Okay. So match number three. Now we they're go pissed. On. Yeah, now, now they're, they're pissed. pissed. That this this would be a good one for let's see, we're not to we're not to Survivor Series yet. No, we would we're be probably a, September or October pay-per-view. We can do Hell in um, a Cell. We can do Extreme Rules. Hell in a Cell um, shows up late October. Yeah. You can do Extreme Rules in December. You let's do Survivor Series is obviously going to be the two two groups feuding together. Yeah, together. that's where that's where that's going to be. Think, Team Angle versus I think Team a Hell in a America Cell, but not the Hell in a Cell match. Yeah, I think I think a Hell in a or Cell or Hell in a Cell and do have the Hell in a Cell. Yeah, no, now I, Haas can't get in. I think or, at or, at Hell in a yeah. Cell, but not a Hell in a Cell match. I'm going to do this one. Uh, this is going to be a First Blood match. Okay, go on. Um, and so, so th- this is going to be the the step towards the more brutal, right? Uh, that's going to lead to some of the other ones. We can then later do a kendo stick match. That's oh. you know, I, I I may have bled first, but I'll make you bleed out, sort of a thing. But for this one, I think a first blood match. Um, you know, you might have beaten me in the cage, but I'm I'm coming after you, sort of thing. Um, and so we're, we're going to put it out there. First blood match, um, it's effectively a hardcore match, but we're not going to have like, like the, the hardcore toys around the ring, all of that stuff. It's going to start out as a traditional match. They're going to try to bleed the hard way for the most part. Um, and so you're going to see a lot of those, those, uh, like brutal kicks to the head, punches, to the head, stuff like that. It's not going to be a lot of, you know, baseball bats and and chair shots. Um, it also opens the door for Bulldog to come out and mm-hmm. be stopped by Shelton Benjamin. Yeah, um, to lead and up to that. Anvil to come out and mm-hmm. he gets stopped by. Um, yeah. Brock you or you could Haas. you could even have it be. You know, all of team, you know, all of all of the Heart Foundation starts to come out, and then the rest of of that team shows team up at the top to stop them. So Team Angle, they're they're brawling up at the top of the thing, the the ramp while the match is going on. Um, I also I'm going to give this as a second victory to Team Angle, right? Okay. This is going to be where Team Angle gets out to a little bit of a lead, but that just serves to make brett even angrier right so now we've got a two to one lead in this uh team angle going into what would normally be survivor series yep um and in survivor series i don't think i think that this counts as part of their seven but i don't think that you have to have any particular uh those two feuding with each other in fact i think the person to have get the victory here to bring it back over in favor of brett um well the score is what now the score you go is go ahead and do keep your talking yeah i'll take care of okay so um the 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 thing i do here i think is the score is technically two angle one uh heart here but i think the heart foundation picks up one for brett here and i think the person to have get that win is uh 
uh, British Bulldog. I think British Bulldog picking up that win as a as an X factor that people, you know, really don't expect to see um, in those matches. Uh, uh, people frequently forget that British Bulldog was on the cusp of being the world champion. Um, and for that reason, I think you have British Bulldog get the get the final victory. You know, there it's Survivor Series, so everybody's in, in elimination. But this can also be the moment in history where Owen turns on Brett. We saw that. Um, you can have British Bulldog still get that victory over, say, Charlie Haas being the last remaining member of of Team Angle. Um, it doesn't take anything away from the feud, but certainly helps continue to build the feud. I don't think you have Owen turn on Brett there, though. I think that I think we treat this more like '97, even though the Brett's prime is when Owen turned on him. But mm. um, so now everybody knows that I think prime Brett is 1993. <laughs> Not far off. Anyway, so I, I think that that this is a win for for uh, the Heart Foundation. What's your thoughts, JLB? Well, Mark's fifteen some stuff. Um, this is at Survivor Series? Yeah. Heart Foundation, and then this would make it, what, 2-2? Two, 2-2. Two? Two, two. Yeah, I'd be fine with that, because I feel like you do have to make it into a 7 kind of thing. Yep. Um, the other piece to that is it allows Kurt to go, well, you didn't really beat me because it was the teams. Right. And that opens the door for the first truly um designed for them you know match five i think is probably a good time to do the submission match um i don't know i'm even thinking maybe you kind of make the whole you know what you had uh you you were hiding behind your guys and whatever well this time you're not going to be able to go anywhere because this is going to be a strap match kind of thing you know what I okay. mean? Where you can't get away from me, maybe just to make it a little bit more interesting. Um, does a strap match always necessarily have to be where you touch the ropes? All four no. buckles? No. Okay. No. That that's that's the traditional one, but um <laughs> I think at this point though, keeping in mind that we have three matches left, we know we want the last one to be an Iron Man match. We want we know we want a, a no holds barred or a traditional pinfall match. Um, and oh, a submission snap. match. I think this is the time to do the submission match. Yeah, or maybe the no holds barred. I don't know. Smarks had an idea for the no holds barred. So, uh, we're talking extreme rules, we're talking after Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. Well, we're talking the, Smarks. The... The idea for the no holds barred was going to be the first blood match. That's what I was. Oh, okay. Uh, that's why I just. Yeah, it seems silly to do a first blood match and a no holds barred match because they're okay. sort of the same. So part. then the the submission match I think is probably the good play at that, which allows us to finally have WWE look in the mirror and go, "Hey, look, this is an extreme type of match. You have to make somebody tap out. Mm-hmm. You could even go as far as making it an I quit match if you want." Which is, in effect, a submission match. Right. Yeah. That's valid. So, make that an I quit match. 
And um, that is even technically a no holds barred scenario too. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think submission matches don't mean that your opponent has to tap out to your specific submission. Submission matches mean they have to give up for whatever reason. I mean, right. Mankind gave up because Rock hit him 11 times with a chair and then played him saying, I quit, I quit, I quit. Right. 16 times over the loudspeaker. <laughs> I mean, cheat to win. Whatever. That's still a genius match. Kudos to both of those men. <laughs> yeah, except for the chair shots. That was not Yeah, genius. that was, no. Yeah. That was, uh, I remember doing the botch along with you on that and going, oh. Mm. Yeah, it was too crazy, especially with everything we know now. Way. I'm like, Rock, why would you agree to this? Yeah. I think we even searched, though, is really Mick who really wanted to do it and was more like egging on to putting doing more chair shots. And I'm like, oh, God. So here's the real question. At that Extreme Rules, I quit match. What wins, sharpshooter or ankle lock? I will say, I, having William Regal come out and say, it's going to be a submission match, and anybody who gets involved is fired. <laughs> yeah, no, he would definitely say that for sure. Uh, I feel like you give it to Angle. You have Bret Hart. You have Bret Hart have him in a sharpshooter. Okay, and Angle is just in pain, in pain, in pain. He's about to quit. He's about to quit. And then Angle, suddenly Bret Hart kind of mishaps because he's getting a little cocky because he's kind of a cocky heel at this point. Angle takes his leg, is able to take his leg while still in the sharpshooter and apply a lot of force. To the point where Bret Hart then falls and then Angle really... Yeah, the reverse screw jab. That's no, but it's an ankle lock. It's not a. It's not a. No, he reverses a, the the sharpshooter into an ankle lock. An yeah. ankle lock. Mm-hmm. That I think would be badass. And at this point, I'm seeing like Kurt Angle, like just bleeding, like crazy Austin bleeding kind of thing. And he has it locked on him, and like, oh my god, he's not near the ropes. He's not. What is he gonna do? And then Brett has no choice but to tap out. You okay with this, Marks? Yeah. Sorry. Really? <laughs> I, 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 I was doing some, some moderating. And I, 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 I'm going to take time to step away from, from talking this to point out that um, you put shit like that in my chat. And I'm going to spend the rest of the night reporting each and every one of your comments if I have to. I, I, you you guys uh, can't see what went up in the chat because I've already taken it down, but but the person who put it there, if they're still watching, they know t- what they put there. I will not the racism. Yeah, I will not have that in my comment section. Period. Um. So so don't even fucking bother. Right. Um. And and so it it came up while while Da Fave was talking. And um, he tried to handle it while he was talking. What I what I uh, will say to Da Fabe is, uh, while you're talking, let me handle the chat. While I'm talking, you can handle the oh, chat. Yeah. Fair enough. Because uh, I think what was happening is, since we were both trying to do it at the same time, it was giving us some errors both ways. So, um, but anyways, back to this. No, here's the deal: is I I 100. Um, I'm I'm gonna give a spoiler. 
Uh, if we're talking this in a best of seven series, just to the end, if I'm booking it, it's Bret Hart winning. Period. Right. And I would have him win handily. Right. But um, that's because I I've never been huge into Kurt Angle. Like, uh, I get it. He's good. He's an Olympic hero. All of that stuff. I'm not trying to take anything away from him. His character did nothing for me. Yeah. His character did nothing for me. So I was never a fan. Uh, I was, however, a Bret Hart fan. So uh, for me, it's hands down Bret Hart. Look at but, you picking Canada over America. Good but, for you. <laughs> you like him, but he's foreign. I, yeah, it's not the first time I picked Canada over America. <laughs> and it won't be the last. No, sure won't be. Um, <laughs> but so, so but here's the deal is, is uh, we also have to remember we're booking this as if it's an actual wrestling program. And you can't just have Bret Hart come out and win seven in a row. No one's going to keep watching that. No. Right? No, it's got to go and, back and forth a bit. But so Bret Hart, at this juncture, you've got a 3 2 Kurt Angle lead, which yeah. does play well. Uh, I think, obviously, in the Royal Rumble, you can just have that tease that they're going to have to face each other, maybe, hmm. uh, since we're at that point where Royal Rumble would be. And then just don't do it. Like, don't have it. Maybe. Right after Kurt got eliminated, Brett's on his way to the ring for his part in the role. Mm-hmm. Right. Whatever, I'm okay yeah. with that. Because or, or you can you can have them face off in the ring, but before they even get to interact with each other, someone eliminates one of them, or both of them at the same time, or both of them at the same time. Each other. Yeah, yeah. What a, a great a, job for a one... rando tag team comes along, you Undertaker. Know? Yeah. Yeah, Brothers of Destruction, <laughs> right? Just happen to eliminate Brett and Kurt at the same time. Yeah, grab them at the same time, throw them out. In fact, that could actually lead to the feud because now they're on the outside and they're both blaming the other person for why they got eliminated. You know? Perfect, yeah. Yeah, mm, great. Yeah. So then, but that's obviously not the match. So then we add to it, um, after that would be extreme, or would not be extreme, it would be Elimination Chamber, which Brett never got to be a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know that Kurt got very many of them. Yep. Um, I think he got one, one or two. So we'll throw him into an Elimination Chamber match. And I love this as the sixth spot before WrestleMania. I love the idea that, yes, Kurt gets the, or that Brett gets the win over Kurt here, but not the title. Mm-hmm. So then we have a 3-3 tie. And. And it being an elimination chamber match, that means there's other participants in it that yep. factor into the 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 ending as well. Much like Survivor Series did. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which then leaves us with it tied up three three, going into the WrestleMania, WrestleMania match, and it's a sixty minute Iron Man match. The real Iron Man matches, not this crap of thirty minutes. Yeah, that Kurt so frequently did with Brock. Yeah, which which to me I think easily gives the edge to Brett because he did the sixty minute Iron Man match. Yes, yeah, that's valid. You know, he it can even be part of his promo. You know, your Iron Man matches are thirty minutes long. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. I'd be okay with that. So, so spoiler alert, 
Bret Hart wins the 60-minute Iron Man match. Um, How many falls? Um, do we do the traditional Sean and Bret? No, I, I don't do think we, we can do... go to that well, but I do think we keep it low. Um, and I, I think there still can be some controversy with the finish as well, right? Um, in the fact that I think, I think we have three total in 60 minutes. Um, but I think, I think we can have Brett get out to one, uh, and then right as Kurt Angle is starting to get you know fired up it you know maybe at minute 40 or so uh kurt angle is starting to get the advantage and then you have heel brett do heel brett shit and uh maybe yeah maybe (laughs) yeah maybe maybe a low blow a very blatant low blow um or or even a very blatant um for an object something like that so kurt angle gets gets a fall on dq um but now his his bells rung he's obviously injured it's 55 minutes into the match um five and, minute long sharpshooter yeah and bret hart gets him in a five minute long sharpshooter right in the middle of the ring uh, Kurt Angle can be bleeding like he like doesn't Rick reverse Flair. it. He yeah he he he, he might he's done that. it before, but he can't this time. Yeah, or or maybe he he gets to where it looks like it's reversing, and Bret Hart kicks through and just rolls it over back into another one, you know. But it's right there oh, in the yeah. middle of the ring, and sure. and fifty nine minutes, uh, he passes out. Um and. The referee calls it as a as a fall, and he's not able to get up for the rest of it. So Bret Hart's the victor. It still makes Kurt Angle look good because the he's you know, reversed the, the sharpshooter two pay per views ago into uh, ankle lock and won. Mm-hmm. He's obviously looked great in this match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've gotten some blood again. So that's a callback yep. to another match, and and with the with the blood and all of that stuff, it can it can pay off with Kurt Angle needing some time off to recover, which then helps allow this to be the end of this feud, you know. Uh, yeah, Kurt Angle goes off to do you know stuff for a bit. Bret Hart starts a new feud. Kurt Angle comes back. By then, there could be a different champion that he goes after, you know. Brand split occurs. Yep. Now he's on a different brand. So it ends that way and it can stay ended. Agreed. Uh, best there is, best there that was, be best there ever will be. Beats the goat. Yeah, I'd be down with that. I, I do think Bret Hart is probably of all time the best technical wrestler. I mean, I, I'm sorry, Brian, uh, <laughs> but I, I think he is better than Kurt. Yeah, I yeah I I gotta be honest, like 
I've said my thoughts on Kurt Angle. Again, I, I'm not trying to take anything away from Kurt Angle. It's his character just never, I just like whatever, you know? Um, you, but you also didn't get to watch him in, in Impact. And when he was in Impact, it was a, yeah. it was a different. I, I didn't his really watch much of Impact. The best he ever did. But I still, like, I just, you know, there's always going to be uh, those people who, just do nothing for you as as a as a wrestler. Um, I I personally like right now. If I could book a time machine and put two people head to head, Bret Hart being one of them, Brian Danielson would be the other one. Oh yeah, uh, in their prime, Brian Danielson versus Bret Hart. Those matches would be fucking fire, right? Um, Let's just go ahead and mess with concussion protocol as much as we possibly can. There, <laughs> huh, bud? My, might cow. as well. Fuck. Might Jeez. as well. <laughs> All right. Oh, well, hey, great challenge there. Football thank scouting you report. Yep. Um, I haven't gone to their their uh, page, but I would assume that they talk football and um, football. scouting. Um, you may have I, some new followers after just posing that wonderful yeah. little uh, uh, shindig for us. I I cannot based on their um. Logo, uh, one hundred percent ascertain if that is American football or uh, European football. football. Uh, but I'm gonna assume American football, uh, if only because that uh, their scouting report. Well, it says scouting report, and they're also up at what is probably somewhere around eleven to midnight, wherever they're at, um, which would be like middle of the fucking early morning. For yes, in, in Britain. In Britain, and most likely people aren't getting up that early right now. So we appreciate the challenge. Yes, we appreciate the challenge. So Smarks who was super duper excited for his challenge. Well, I not super duper, but it is timely. It's it's something oh, that Jesus we need Christ. to talk about now because okay. um in as of right now, uh twenty one minutes. Um it will be a past tense thing. Um, actually, it might technically already be, depending on what time zone uh, uh, the contracts are. But um, today, well, n- effectively, the February 2nd, um, marks the uh, free agency period of uh, 18 wrestlers released from WWE back in, uh, when was it? November. Jersey. Thanks for right? coming on, bud. So, 12, in, in New Jersey. So, since you're in New Jersey, I'm assuming American football. Um, so, uh, you're entering probably the the slower period for a bit here because we've got the Pro Bowl and then the the Super Bowl and and then a period of time before anything really happens in football for a while. Um, so, but, draft, bud. well, but there's still a period of time before the draft. There's like a month right. before the draft. Let's go to your challenge. Um, 21 minutes. Anyways, so, 20 minutes. so February 2nd is the free agency day for the 18 main roster wrestlers that WWE released back in November. Those 18 wrestlers include Keith Lee, uh, Mia Yim. Nia Jax, Karrion Cross, Grand Metalik, Lindsay Dorado, B Fab, 
um, as well as Harry Smith, who hadn't wrestled a match on on thing. Ooh, ooh. and that was the Bloodsport uh, guy, right? Um, we'll see you next Tuesday. Remember yes. it, bud. Yeah, come back next Tuesday because we will we will look forward to that. <laughs> Hint towards next week: Ricky Steamboat versus Great Muda, best of seven. <sighs> we'll we'll hold you to it. You be here. I'll, I'll have to I'll have to watch some Ricky Steamboat and Great Muda matches then I guess. <laughs> if you really want to get uh, you should have done that already, bud. Yeah, the, the, you call yourself a wrestling fan? Steamboat versus Flair. They did like three of them, and they were all fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Um. So th- this also isn't specifically the free agency day, but they also at the same time release. Uh, Oni Lorcan, Frankie Monet, Ember Moon, uh, Scarlett Bordeaux, uh, Jessica Maya, a bunch of other NXT stars who probably only had 30-day no-competes, although Ember Moon might have still been on a main roster contract. I, and so hers, I think that they had just pulled Scarlett Bordeaux up, too. They had not. Oh, they um, hadn't? She, she was supposed to come up with Karrion uh, Cross to the main roster, but she wasn't medically cleared to. And they never got to pull her up uh, okay. before letting her go. So she, as uh, from what everything I've read, was on an NXT contract and therefore has been a, uh, available for the last two months, but didn't want to go anywhere until Green Cross went somewhere. Till, yeah, till Killer, Killer Cross. Till Killer so, went somewhere. So this is the fantasy booking. Now everything's fair game for these people, right? So what matches do you want to see? I'm going to say pick three of the wrestlers and tell me what company, what matches you're looking for on them. So again, the released wrestlers, Keith Lee, Mia Yim, Nia Jax, Karrion Cross, Grand Metalik, Lindsay Dorado, uh, B-Fab, Harry Smith, Eva Marie is technically an option. I don't expect anyone to choose her. Um, well, now just for that, I'm going to try to... <laughs> You fucking go for it. <laughs> I'm holding you to it. Oh, Jesus. So, JLB chooses Eva Marie. Well, I mean, who knows? She might be the answer to the AEW women's division. Yeah. Oh, she, my God. She might be much, much improved. And <laughs> seems to me like I remember uh, someone saying that. Getting so, a little deja vu. But yeah. now we've been proven that she isn't much improved. Yeah, still holding you to it. You, your, your tweets are forever, are forever in the Twitter sphere, bud. Forever young, I wanna be um, forever. So no doubt, Keith Lee, Adam Cole. No doubt, I wanna see me Keith Lee Omega. I wanna see me Keith Lee Brian. I think that's a given. So, and I almost feel like, but then again, I would also like to see me some Keith Lee Moose. Um. So Keith Lee to all the promotions. All the promotions. So no, but Keith Lee to AEWs, I think that's fire. Um, I also do feel like Grand Matalik uh, would get a really fair shot in AEW. In the sense, he won't just be on um, he won't just be on Elevation or Dark. He is actually gonna i don't know but then again they're not really doing anything with el dorado either 
uh, what Sammy's friend Lin, is. So, Lindsay Dorado? Lin, no, um, Sammy's friend, who's already there, who got a contract. Sammy surprised him with the contract. Fuego? Fuego de Sol? Uh, Fuego de Sol. Sorry, that's it. So, I don't know. Like, I does like I, I guess maybe he would be better in impact so i don't know i'm gonna go more for aew people that are gonna be uh going to AEW's. dubs carrying cross or killer cross him and lance archer i feel like could be fire um but then yeah then i don't know where else i would like i can't fucking remember carrying killer crosses matches in nxt it's been like so long <laughs> i remember him and adam cole had a fire match so i guess we can do a him and adam cole again because that match was absolute fire uh nia Jax goes nowhere so nia Jax is never going to be in any kind of federation again uh she could just stick to being on renee's podcast um who else do we have that was like kind of big names keith killer uh, Mia Bordeaux, Yim, Yim. Um, Scarlett Bordeaux, Scarlett Bordeaux, yeah. Uh, Oni Lorcan, Frankie Monet, Ember Moon. Um, so Ember Moon, I feel like is uh, is impact. I feel like Ember Moon would. Uh, I don't know. I feel like she's like just would fit better there with. Um, I get it now. He said Ava Marie would fix the AEW women's roster because he doesn't want them to be so fucking good as they are right now. <laughs> so he's like, I'm going to ruin that. And I also won't let him have Ember Moon to make it even fucking better. <laughs> no. So I'll no, take exactly. Ember Moon and put her over. And... Exactly. Uh, I don't know, man. They, uh, I think I'm on the sign of Tony Khan with uh, Swole's statements. So. Uh... I'm on the side of Swole with the... Uh, no, I don't know. I uh, I just... I don't know what... The, I don't trust the women's division yet. Jake Cargill is doing really good. Uh, I like what they're doing with Serena Deeb. I just want to see more before I bring my girl Ember Moon into there. See, and I would attest that Jade Cargill just had her worst match of the year. See, no, I don't... I disagree with that. I, I think uh, I, I, I enjoyed the match-ish. It wasn't like fire, fire, fire. Uh, but it was short. So that's my kind of my only issue. She's at least doing a lot more moves, I feel. <laughs> Fuck you. Did he make uh, fun of me? Oh, fucking. What did he do? Fuck you, Smarks. Get it off the screen. I'm going to just turn it off. It's all right. I just uh, reminded everyone of his tweet saying, <laughs> oh. mark my words. Eva Marie Major. will be a great return this year. <laughs> Best wrestling redhead. She she brought us Piper Niven. So do drop. Um. And uh, yeah, I think me and Yim. You screenshot this a year ago. <laughs> no, I, I think you went to actually go search. You don't yep, post it a is. lot, so it's easy to find. Yeah, it, it was easily uh, I was easy able to find my my response, which was "boo this man, boo, <laughs> boo, boo." Man, I I don't remember Mia Yim that much either, which I hate because I remember thinking she was fire. What was she the one that had a hard a crazy hardcore match in NXT? I think it was with um, 
Io Shirai. With Io Shirai, hardcore match in NXT. No, am I go- am I uh, off here? With Mia Yim. Um, I don't remember if she had a hardcore match, but she might have. Um, okay. I mean, you know, in the end, we know Ember Moon's uh, skill from her main roster run, and we know it from her original oh, NXT talking, run. Yeah, but I don't Mia remember. Yim. Oh, Mia Yim. Mia Yim has had uh, didn't really have a huge run on the main roster. Um, she got called up, and then she was part of uh, Retribution. Retribution. She and, got retribution, bro. She got retribution. And and the thing is, part of the problem I'm going to say this here is they never had any women for retribution to feud with, so so she was just kind of there, you know. Right. And Mercedes. Oh, but Mercedes yeah. just let go pretty quickly. Well, Mercedes showed up in one retribution thing on the main roster and then fucked out of there and said, I'm done. I don't want to do this. Speaking of Mercedes, what the hell happened with Mercedes? Like, we saw her like once, and then I think we saw her the next week, and then um, we she did a couple ever. weeks, but she's also still also doing independent dates. So, oh, uh, okay. Indie shows. All right. So, I'm going to, um, unfortunately, I'm going to be really, really cliche and pick the ones that I'm going to pick. Um, that are the big ones. I will say, I would love to see Ava Marie come in and get one title shot in a dark match <laughs> with dark one match. Britt Baker and just see her get ripped to shreds for making me like a fool. Hey, I thought maybe she did some practicing, learned a little something, something she hadn't. Moving forward. Um, Keith Lee to Impact, and the reason I have Keith Lee go to Impact is that Moose match. That's mm-hmm. the number one reason. I also love the idea of him going against uh, Big Cass or whatever the fuck his name is now. W.M. Morrissey. <laughs> C.W. Um, Morrissey. Yes, I said. All right. Morrissey. Um, and, uh, I, I mean, I love that Impact plays well with others as well as good as anybody else in the game. Um, I'd love to see him show up at GCW, have a match, uh, because Impact does play so well with others. Him uh, him and uh, Matt Cardona at, at a GCW function. Um, I, I just... You know, Keith, oh, Lee can go any, Keith Lee can go anywhere the fuck Keith Lee wants to. And that's literally what I'm saying. Just whatever you want to do, Keith Lee, you just fucking go. And they'll say yes. Um, do I want the Omega match? Sure. But there's enough going on in AEW that they actually don't have to have Keith Lee. And I will watch Keith Lee anywhere he's at. So, number two, this person I think does need AEW. And AEW would do well for him. Showing up tomorrow night during the uh, MJF versus CM Punk match. Lights go out. Two dead bodies in the ring. TikTok, one killer cross. Um, you just have a lights out, start out. Uh, you get that match with CM Punk. You get him a match with uh, MJF. Anybody whose body would fold in the half nicely with a Doomsday Sayido. That's who I want him to face, which is Fuego. That I don't give a fuck who he faces in AEW. I just want to see him fold people in half with the Doomsday Saido. Left and right. Christian Cage. I want to see it. I want to see all of it. He doesn't even have to win them all. Like, 
He's the type of guy you can have him lose by disqualification on a regular basis. Just fold people in half. As long as you don't give me a bunch of squash matches like what you do with freaking Wardlow. No, yeah, he, 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 I I would love to see him against Wardlow. That's a great idea. Killer Cross versus Wardlow. No, I'm I don't care. I just want to see him fold bitches in half. That's what I want to see him do. It's why I was actually excited for the Brett or for the Jeff Hardy versus uh Killer Carrion Cross match or a feud because I was like, oh yeah, this is gonna be really cool. Imagine Jeff Hardy's little stretch armstrong body going every time Karen Cross did a Tuesday say You know, it could happen again soon. Could. Yeah, that's valid. Maybe. Hey, this is how you build Jeff Hardy versus Killer Cross. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. First of all, you know. don't have him cheat to win in 30 seconds. Yeah. On someone's debut. Right. Still can't yeah. believe they did that. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy how you can do that. Um, and then Ember Moon to uh, to AEW in an ever evolving and growing women's division. Um Ember Moon can do what what we all hoped Ruby would do. And I don't I'm this is not a dog on Ruby. I, I don't want anybody thinking that I'm I'm saying talking smack on Ruby. But at the end of the day, Ember Moon can bring more to the table than Ruby did. Um, Ruby brought a yeah, fuck Vince to the table that was really solid. Ember Moon brings oh my god, she's a well-developed wrestler who can just come in straight away. Not that Ruby wasn't, but Ember Moon's that much more of that. Yeah. Especially on I, the singles part. I disagree, but that's a uh totally separate thing we won't get into um i think here's the thing it doesn't matter whether it's ember moon or ruby soho or fucking sasha banks right AEW does have a a problem um when it comes to when you bring in a a wwe a former wwe woman wrestler you can't immediately push them to the stars no i don't think you have to i think you have her versus jade pretty quickly and 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 that's and she what loses to Jade. That's what they fell to with with uh, Ruby Soho, is they knew if they had Ruby come in and immediately win the the women's title from Britt Baker, that that wouldn't help them. The, that effectively that's just burying their own division. Um, and and the same thing with what happened with Ember. Um, you know, when they come in, they they're there to elevate the division, but also not dominate the division because AEW does understand that the goal is to build up uh, their own superstars as well. And I'll point out that every title in AEW right now is held by an AEW original. True. Every True. title. I also would be very, very excited to see. Amber Moon versus like a Thunder Rosa. Mm-hmm. I think I think she just brings something to the division. The, I don't think she has to win. I, I think she can do what Ruby didn't. I think the one thing that Ember Moon can bring in, or, or Athena as she goes by uh, on the Indies, um, that Ruby couldn't do at the beginning and might struggle to do for a while, is heel work. Yeah. Um, Ruby was so much of a fan favorite, and I love her. I love her to death. She was one of my favorite women's wrestlers in in WWE, and I always thought they misused her there. And so she comes in as such a fan favorite 
that it's almost impossible to have her be heel. But Athena, Ember Moon, can easily come in as a heel conqueror sort of character. Um, And so I'll give you that. Uh, A side note on Mercedes Martinez. It's been just over a month since she was announced to be part of AEW, which means exactly four four, um, Dynamites, four weeks of Dynamites, right? She did have prior independent engagements, and she's wrestled every week since then, just not in AEW. So they're building her up. They, They still had her make appearances. They just haven't built her up in matches yet because she's doing getting her the rest of her schedule cleared <coughs> okay that's fair so like i mean she had a match in warrior wrestling like two weeks ago um i'm trying to remember what other ones i'd found i also don't mind the idea of lucha house party coming to AEW. i think it adds something you, you gotta have guys who take the losses and i think they'd be what a dick. Shut <laughs> up, dude. It's true. They have way better lucha lucha performers in AEW than they do in WWE. Um, and I don't think Lindsay Dorado versus uh Penta El Cero even remotely looks like a Lindsay Dorado win. Yeah. So so here's it's worth us having a little bit of this conversation. Because uh, as wrestling fans, we love to, uh, we, it's easy for us to get into this, look down on jobbers, right? Oh, they're just a jobber. They're just, they're just a job guy. But here's the deal. In the grand scheme of things, we need jobbers just as much as we need main eventers. Yep. Um, we can't have main eventers if we don't have jobbers, period. Right? You also don't get the Fuego del Sol um, almost beating Miro's mm-hmm. if you don't have Fuego de Sol lose a whole bunch. Like, people don't get invested in that without that. Yeah. But, I mean, we need them, right? I know JLB is down on the idea uh, that uh, Wardlow keeps beating up on jobbers. He uh, thinks that that's, you know, oh, geez. They need to have them beat real guys. They need to have them beat... You know, well, no, just people. give me someone I know. You don't have to give me like a big star. Just give me someone that's like you not from your star? local. Really, just just give me someone that's not from like your local city that's there, and whatever, and then make two of them go at him. Because hey, why not? Two nobodies is better than one. Well, but here's the deal, right? You're like, oh, have them have them beat people that we know and everything. Um, I'm going to read you uh, Bill Goldberg's first. Stop it. We'll say 20 matches, right? Uh, Sergeant Scott Norton. Um, it eventually it gets to him. Um, but we got Buddy Sergeant Lee Parker. Yeah. Uh, Buddy Lee Parker. Buddy Landell. Uh, Chad Fortune. Um, I'm going to point out, though. That uh, technically that was a dark match where Bill Goldberg lost, uh, but it doesn't count because it was a dark match, mm-hmm. um, and it didn't fit their narrative of he being undefeated, right? Uh, Hugh Morris was the first like real name he he beat. Uh, Chip Minton, John Betcha. Oh, here's Hugh Morris again, but this one's not a dark match. 
The Barbarian, Roadblock, Manny Fernandez. Manny Fernandez doesn't even have a cage match profile, right? Uh, Scotty Riggs, Mike Anthony, Wrath, uh, Disco Inferno to a no contest. He had a no contest to Disco Inferno. The Renegade, an aging Bobby Eaton twice. The Renegade again, Mongo, Glacier, Bobby Eaton again. Fuck you, Glacier. Brad Armstrong, Stevie Ray, Barry Horowitz, Mongo again, Jerry Flynn, Chavo, Meng, Mike Tolbert. Right. Meng's a pretty big one. Meng's a pretty big one. Uh, but that was, let's see here. That was almost 30 matches in. Right. How many has Wardlow had? Um, well, I can I'll go to Wardlow. Yeah, that's fine. Um, my point <laughs> still being, uh, because it doesn't even matter if Wardlow's right. had had 50 matches or a hundred matches. You build a monster by having them destroy nobodies for a long time. And then you eventually have them destroy some less than nobodies. And then some Let's yeah, but to, to to your to your point, trying to prove my point wrong, this has been done since the WCW days, and people get sick and tired of it. Tired of it, and it doesn't work. You've seen it happen in WWE for so long with Braun. How many times did we not give a shit anymore about Braun facing these nobodies? Because it didn't matter. It doesn't make you look stronger. It's just a waste of freaking time. Again, you have to build to things. But but here, I'm going to go back. Uh, uh, Wardlow's first anything. Wardlow's first match in AEW. His first match in AEW was against Cody. There you go. Lost. But he lost, right? Yeah. But it was against Cody. Then he had a match against a jobber. And then Lee Johnson, who's a step up from a jobber right now, uh, but at the time was a jobber, right? Then Musa, then Grimm. These are all jobbers. And then he was in a battle royal, right? Um, the number one contender, which he didn't win. Um, then he defeated Luchasaurus. So in his one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eighth match in, he defeated Luchasaurus, who's one of the bigger stars, right? Mm. So already, eight matches in, he has a bigger victory than Bill Goldberg did, right? Aaron Solo, uh, the are, jobber. Are you, are, are you saying Hugh Morris is not a big name? It was not at that time and, and, and never was in terms of the grand scheme of things, right? Mm. Um. He, he became a bigger name when he was General Hugh G. Rection, but that was mostly because of uh, college kids snickering to themselves. Right. But no, I mean, Hugh Morris was never, there was never talk of uh, amongst wrestling fans that Hugh Morris should be in the title picture, right? But there is legitimate talk amongst wrestling fans that uh, Jurassic Express or Luchasaurus should be in the main title picture, Right. Um, was not so much now. Yeah, it's it's slowed down a bit now, but um, that's because oh, that but then here, uh, uh, so so uh, then one, two, three, 
Four matches later, he defeated, defeated Jungle Boy. Then the next match, he lost to Adam Page. But they gave it 10 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he defeated Jake Hager in a uh, one-on-one yeah. match. Um, I'm, I'm just scrolling. He's got a lot of tag team matches. He defeated Bear Bronson, who... Slight step up from jobber, but still kind of a jobber. So I'll give you that. Um, but lost to Chris Jericho because he at this point was not ready to be right the next guy. But this is my point. Is, this is this is them building him. Him building him. Uh he defeated uh Wheeler Utah, um, who's kind of a step up. He defeated Matt Seidel. He defeated Sean Dean. Ooh, um, Matt Seidel's one I want to see kill a uh, crosscope against. Yeah, oh, he, he'd look great being folded in half. <laughs> Matt Seidel, Dante, whatever his name is. Oh, oh yeah. Give yeah. me Dante. Oh, no, Cross- no. I, I'm telling you the one, the one, and the sad thing is we might not get to see this, but fucking Marco Stunt. Oh, oh, oh just watching Killer Cross fold him in half a couple times over. Sign me up for that. <laughs> Uh, God, but we're in, sadistic fucks. So, yeah. so in the end, right, in Wardlow's time in AEW, um, in less matches, he's already faced bigger names than than Goldberg, Goldberg faced in his the same number of matches. So so but in the end, right, you need to have jobbers. In, in the if anything, AEW has has dropped the ball on making us like jobbers um in the fact that we've got a few we've got like like fuego we love to see fuego and fuego is another one to get folded in half by by uh killer cross It'd be tons of fun to watch um but you know i i think you forget watching wcw and watching barry horowitz come out and then just get absolutely destroyed by someone week in week out or fucking hacksaw jim duggan oh with with uh the two by four they don't have the old guy who can get beat by the up-and-comer yeah they don't have that but i mean wcw and wwf were full of them back in the day in fact it wasn't until the 90s that we started seeing known people face off on free tv right Sure. The 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 old method in wrestling was always the named person beat up on jobbers on TV to lead up to the named person versus named person match at the pay-per-view. Sure. Right? That's the way it was. So Hulk Hogan would come out and beat up on no-namers on TV week in, week out, and talk smack about, you know, Macho Man, I'm coming for you at, at SummerSlam or whatever. And then at the pay-per-view, you would finally see Macho Man versus Hulk Hogan. Um, hey, brother, me and all my Hulkamaniacs are going to come to the pay-per-view. That sounded more <laughs> like Macho Man. You said Hulkamaniacs. I did. You, sir, confused brother. me. He said brother. brother. But, he's, but he sounded more like Macho Man than Hulk Hogan, brother. Nope. Carry on. 
I'm but, glad I do some type of impression well. <laughs> Even if I do it wrong, I do it well. <laughs> but anyways, that that that's the grand scheme of things is we have to appreciate jobbers because they they need to be around. We've got in AEW some some uh jobbers coming out. Sean Dean is eventually going to be a name we we know. I mean, none of the jobbers in AEW want to be jobbers forever, but that's how you pay your dues. Jeff Hardy was a jobber to start off with before he eventually became Scott Hall when he was underage. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um it, that's just the way it is. You start off as a jobber and you impress people enough to hopefully earn a spot. But like Sean Dean is eventually going to be a name that we talk about. You okay, know, but I'm um, not caring about someone being a jobber. I'm caring about them using a uh, known but, star every freaking week to be beating a jobber and not doing anything with them. I get it. Now it's, it's going to lead to him against MJF. It's That's going to be fun. Yeah. But, you got to trust the it. process. No, you. Do, they do need it. Because if they had Wardlow come out and not beat up on jobbers for six months or a year or whatever, um, you know, and then he comes out and faces off against anyone big, we we don't have this history to, to go back on and look at how he, he just throws these people around, right? You could have What's, done the same thing with what he did to CM Punk by power bombing him like crazy. You could but have just had that; it would have had the same effect. He but does you can't, that to other people. He does that to other people, and then occasionally he does it to a, a bigger name person. But in the end, what's going to happen now is, and I anticipate that's going to happen today. Now, since it's now Wednesday here, um, in this match, CM Punk versus uh, MJF, that's going to happen tonight. Uh, oh snap! That is tonight. That Woo-hoo. is tonight. What? What? I'm not certain. I feel like they're going to give MJF the win. Uh, he's going to get the victory over CM Punk. But then afterwards, he's going to tell Wardlow to powerbomb CM Punk again. And Wardlow's going to turn on him and powerbomb the crap out of MJF. Leading to building up to MJF versus Wardlow at Revolution in a month. Uh, the other option would be for during the match, MJF to try to demand that Wardlow powerbomb CM Punk. Uh, like the ref gets gets bumped or whatever. Uh, and he said, Wardlow, come in. you know. And then instead of powerbombing CM Punk, he powerbombs MJF to give CM Punk the win. Um, it still protects MJF in that respect. I I think, to me, I think... The, the answer is to give MJF the actual win over CM Punk and then have the turn come afterwards. But I can't, you know, it could happen either way, I think. But I, I suspect that that's what we're going to have. We're going to have the, the Wardlow turn tonight um, to lead up to MJF versus Wardlow at the pay-per-view. Uh, so, anyways... But the, my point is to build someone up, especially when you're building up a monster. Now, if you're not trying to build up a monster, then the rules are slightly different. You don't have them eat through jobbers as much. Um, but when you're building up a monster, part of building up a monster is having them be ruthless on jobbers. And, and, and part of it's the psychology of this, right? Yeah, you say you don't care, 
But eventually you do. When he power bombs no name jobber the 13th time, emotionally, unless you're a sociopath, you start to feel bad for oh, unnamed were, jobber. I thought you were addressing me when you said sociopath. I might have been. Do you <laughs> feel bad for been. unnamed jobber? <laughs> well, I mean, if anything, he gets more so, notoriety. Notoriety Not is the thing for the jobber. Yes. Yeah. But oh, well, so you're admitting you're a sociopath. Okay, good, good to know. Um, yeah. Anyways, I could have so, told you that before we had this conversation. You would have found this answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, did you I, have three? Or the, I guess that was part of your talk on your three. Yeah. So, so on I that think note, it's game time. Yeah, we're gonna move on to our game that we play towards the end of every episode, um, and it's pick or pass. FBI. Every episode of FBI, correct. Um, <laughs> it's job. pick or pass, but I th I think I'm gonna try a um, a slight variant on it, right? And the pick or pass on this, the one you pick is going to be the one you dislike the most. So you're passing the better one on to the next person. Um. I think this is my attempt to try to stop it from degrading so much because I think this will make it. Build. I feel like you might fail at this too. Let's we'll try to find out. <laughs> it's an experiment, right? So we're going to start off pick or pass uh, because DA Fabe's the only face I can see. He's going to get the first option here. So I'm going to give two names that we just recently were talking about Killer Cross or Keith Lee. Pick or pass. You are passing the better of the two. So you're picking the one you hate. So, I didn't well, do you hate either of those? We gotta hate no. somebody. Why is there yeah. so much hate in Canada? Yeah, really. You're, you're supposed to be the nice. You need to apologize for your hate now. Wow, we do. Say your One sorry. truck convoy. Say you're sorry. It's, it's, Say you're it's sorry. Over. Say sorry. you're sorry. Say I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. That's better. Where's your op? Sorry. Yeah, op. Sorry. I mean, still better than your Capitol riot. I'll take a truck convoy over a Capitol riot any keeping. day. You <laughs> see all the hate there. Holy shit. <laughs> I am keeping um, carrying cross and letting Keith Lee go up against Wordlow. I think he may have started with one of the best wrestlers in the world. Yeah. So. Yeah, I am. I am keeping Wardlow, and I am letting you go with Lee and Adam Cole. Well, Who? me, Mister Bebe. Bebe. Oh, yeah. Um. So for me. Uh, based on this, I am keeping Keith Lee, and I am passing Adam Cole and Brian Danielson. Ooh. Well, I'm going to go ahead and keep Brian Danielson. Um, oh! <laughs> oh, dude, I'm a huge Adam Cole Bay Bay fan. That's fair. Huge Bay, Mr. Bay Bay fan. Adam Cole Bay Bay versus Roman Reigns. I am going to 
pick Roman Reigns and give you Adam Cole Bay versus Kenny Omega. God, you're just going like straight after. Let's just. Yeah. yeah, let's just name the six best wrestlers in the world. Yeah, this, this, this is degrading in the wrong way. Um, we're not here for the, a long time, guys. We're, we're here for a good time. Better is, ones. Is, 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 <laughs> there, is there a word for the opposite of degrade? Um, um, um prograde, 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 regrade. <laughs> um, so I am keeping Adam Cole Bay Bay and I am passing. Kenny Omega and Seth freaking Rollins. I am keeping Seth freaking Rollins and I am passing Kenny Omega and CM Punk. Man, I feel like I might have taken Seth Rollins out of that one. Um, can't uh, so sorry, I CM did. Punk. Yeah, Kenny Omega and CM Punk are your Kenny choices. Omega and CM Punk. No, but I mean, I think I would have let Seth Rollins go. I know what you mean. Okay, I was just fucking with you, bud. Uh, don't do that. It's so easy to fuck with me. Uh, CM Punk versus Omega. Uh, so I am keeping CM Punk, and you are getting Omega. And Finn Balor. Ooh. Oh, ooh, that's a tough one. Oh <laughs> shit. Oh shit. Um, where's your brother's shirt at? Where's your brother's shirt at? Freaking traitor. <laughs> Both my Balor shirts are in my closet. Thank you much. Uh, I do have. Uh, there's Demon Balor there, mm-hmm. and regular Balor next to him there. So, um, he's still represented in this room. Um, (laughs) I do do also have uh, Kenny Omega right (laughs) there. Um, But it is a two to one right now. I've got two Balors and only one (laughs) Omega. So, based on my action figures here, I am keeping Kenny Omega. Um, And I am passing... Finn Balor and Kazuchika Akata. I'll be keeping Finn Balor. I know who the better wrestler of the two is. And Finn Balor's good, but don't, yeah. And so you're going to pick between Kazuchika Akata and. John Moxley. Isn't that the person that John Moxley faced recently? At uh, no, no. no. Okay. Clearly, no, I don't watch. That's, that's a have. New Japan legend. That's uh, oh, what was his name? Shibata. Anyway, yeah, something like Great wrestler, just just not would not be in today's top tens. Okay, so I am keeping the legendary wrestler there, his name, and you are getting John Moxley. Kazuchika <laughs> Okada. Okay. You are getting Moxley. John Moxley 
Something that's fair. John Moxley or Mick Foley? Um, I am keeping Mick Foley. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. In his oh. prime? Yeah, in his prime. And his prime was not said, but I, oh. well, I still, I, mean, I, I, I fall back on uh wrestler the wrestler okay i think That's john fair. moxley is the better wrestler all right all right um <laughs> uh so um we now have mick foley or Hangman Page. Oh, okay. You you left Mick Foley in play. Yes. Okay. Uh, Mick Foley is. Uh, I'm keeping Hangman Page. Just hasn't been enough to his career yet. Um. So that means I've got Mick Foley, and um. If you smell what the rock's cooking. <laughs> it's horrible. Yeah. Um, well, I didn't want to exactly shout. I got a kid asleep upstairs, man. <laughs> you shout. If any time you are going to do the rocks. <laughs> with the millions and, and millions. millions. Uh, so I am going to... Keep Mick, and you are getting the rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Okay, um, this is gonna get me hate. This provolved very fast. Yeah, this provolved. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, and people Probably. are gonna hate hate this, but I am keeping Stone Cold. What? Wow. Yeah, yeah. You heard wow. me. That's that's a move I would have made, but I didn't see that coming. <laughs> um, uh, and I am putting forward now The Rock and do the Miz Triple H. <laughs> oh, okay. I guess I'm keeping Triple H. Uh, yeah, <laughs> big trip, big Triple H fan. I am like Eugene, um, so I'm gonna keep him. And you've got The Rock, and the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. Bret Hart. So I'm keeping The Rock, and you are getting Bret Hart. Uh, I was going to do Kurt Angle, but we already know what you think of Kurt Angle, so That's fucking we're switching right. that up. <laughs> Bret Hart or Owen Hart? You you really want the internet to hate me, don't you? You really well, want people to hate you're me. You're going to keep Bret? 
I mean, hold on. No, to be fair, I'm, the I'm keeping Owen you. because I think Brett is the better wrestler. Okay. But I... the internet is going to hate me for saying that, that because Brett is the better wrestler. He's still alive. He's no, still no, alive, I don't think I... it has anything to do with that. A lot of people... No, people uh, would hate him like... because Brett's still alive and Owen... Owen deserves well, the love because he's deceased. No, so I, some people actually think that Owen was the better wrestler. Yeah, there, there's a large contingent of people who think Owen was the better wrestler, and I am not one of them. <laughs> um, and so I'm keeping Owen because he is the lesser of two hearts. Um, oh, look at you I'm not saying he's bad. He's also the know. king of hearts. He, he's just... He's just the lesser of those two hearts. So we're going to do one final round because I think we're uh, getting near the top. Um, so Bret Hart or Macho Man. I am keeping Macho Man. Now the internet hates me, but I'm not on screen. So they still think I'm you. <laughs> <laughs> um. And I'm going to pass on what I wish was to Smarks, but is going to go to JLB in hopes that he can come up with a really good one for Smarks. Mm. I'm going to pass on Bret Hart and one Sting. Oh, Jesus. Um... Well, I'm sorry. I'm not going to be giving you Sting, buddy, because I am taking Sting. <laughs> I can see it in his face. I'm taking Sting, and you are getting Bret Hart. I feel like the fact we haven't named Jericho or Flair yet against Bret Hart is a tra almost a travesty. If you would let me finish... No, oh, no, sorry. No, no. <laughs> I wasn't. If I can be serious for a moment. If I can be serious. Ooh. Nah, oh, that'd be really interesting for Smarts. Let's do it. Bret Hart or Lance Storm? I love Lance Storm, but. Yeah, I figured he's going to go that route. Keeping Lance Storm because Bret Hart's. The I, I got to be honest. I expected it to end with Bret Hart versus Ric Flair. Um. I expected that to be our last. One. I I think the three people like if you had well, a Mount Rushmore, can you think... just can you answer that? Who would you actually Bre pick? Bret Hart versus Ric Flair. Mm -hmm. That's a really tough one. Um, I'm I'm not as big of a Ric Flair fan as some people, but I I would say yeah. that I think in the grand scheme of things, Ric Flair has done more for the sport. Um, and so it all comes down to whether I'm I'm being a stickler with the word wrestler. Because I do think Bret Hart was more skilled in the mm -hmm. ring in terms of technical wrestling, but uh, in terms of ring psychology, in terms of ring rope, ring working, and all of that stuff, uh, Ric Flair is is the one. So I'd mm -hmm. be probably keeping Bret Hart, and Ric Flair would be the winner uh, in the end. I guess if there's if there is a winner, so. But that is the end of that game. A different, it was an experiment. I don't know if it was successful. 
Um, it didn't degrade, uh, but it regraded. Program opposite opposite of degrade. I'm googling that as we speak. Oh, they're probably just gonna say improve, but that's not the word I want. So no, screw those assets. They better give me something else. They give me dignify, ennoble, <laughs> proud, and dignified. Nope, not any of those words I was thinking of either. No, and those. Those are degrade in terms of talk bad about. So you degrade or you yeah. dignify. So anyway, but that's the end of that. Um, we'll brainstorm to see if there's another way to do it for next week. But we will go ahead and take this time to close the book on the Fantasy Booking Institute. If you joined us for the live stream, uh, thank you. Um, we appreciate it. We, we did like the interaction. Uh, football scouting report. You better be back next week for that Ricky Steamboat versus Great Muda challenge. I'm uh, telling you that now. We're holding left. you to it. Um, <laughs> but otherwise, we're going to go ahead and close the book. You can follow us on the social medias. Follow me at Raw and Order WBU, just like it shows at the bottom of the screen there. Link is in the doobly doos in the link tree down there. So go down there to do that. You can follow DA Fabe at. That is D.A. Vincent K. Fabe, right there below right. my chin. Right there. Right, right there. there. You can follow JLB at... Oh, uh, I don't have my camera. JLB420, it is there. <laughs> or at Real Talk Radio 8, anchor.fm slash RTR is where all the podcast lovely doubliness is. Uh, please go listen to me on Apple because please, please. fuck spotify and uh, but you can listen to raw and order on spotify because uh, you know why not but yeah um that's it and uh, that's all i gotta say good sir i don't know what else uh yeah i just saw matrix resurrection and i gave it a 2.8 out of 5 so if you want to hear me talk about matrix resurrection uh on the podcast it shall be up tomorrow hmm. Uh, to be honest with you, that's probably about eight, uh, a point eight more than I would have given it. So, um, uh, there we go. Yeah, <laughs> it's meh. It's meh. Yeah, really um, wasn't good. Meh. The 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 no. sad thing is, what I didn't understand, um, and this is just my spoiler on it. Um, I don't understand why you took uh, Keanu Reeves, who we know from the John Wick movies can still do the action scenes and the fight scenes very well. And you put him in the Matrix sequel and you say, oh, I still know Kung Fu. And then he spends the whole rest of the movie just doing force fields with his hands. <laughs> right? <laughs> and no Kung Fu. There was a little Kung Fu, technically. You know, chop. When, he originally, when he originally faced the new Morpheus... There was like a tad bit kung fu. Yeah, and then the rest of the movie was force hands. Yes, it was force hands. Anyways, we're going to go ahead and close the book. Uh, like I said before, there's all sorts of ways you can support us. Easiest way is subscribing to us on either Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Following us on one of those places, um, that's a great way to support us. Sharing this with your friends so that they know to come watch us as we record live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. 
um sharing the podcast if you do choose to listen to it audio only it's still up in podcast form it'll be up a matter of minutes after we get done with this um and so you can listen to a podcast make sure to share and like it that way but you can also support us on patreon or by heading to our merch store the link is in the doobly-doo it's uh ronorderwbu.myspreadshop.com that's a mouthful so you can go down to the doobly-doos it's going to be in there and the link tree and all that stuff you can get your pissant podcast hat you can get your sasha bear shirt or your autograph collector uh shirt there that's uh if you're new to this podcast it's one of my favorite things i created it is a shirt that's designed to be taken to your wrestling show or your meet and greet where you're gonna get autographs the uh wrestlers fucking love that that shirt they love it's signing a lot on. easier to sign on a it's, lot easier yeah so much on. easier than other shirts are uh, it gives them all sorts of room. Their signatures show up really well. They fucking love it. And um, we took it to a Zello Pro show, which is why our shirts are in green, because that's the main color of Zello Pro. But you can order it in a variety of colors. So if you're going to a SmackDown, you can get blue. You're going to a Raw. You can get red. You're going to a AEW. You can black. get black or gold, you know, or whatever. Uh, you can choose whatever color you want for it. There's even tie-dyes that you can do if you want it to be uh crazy but and then you go and you get an absolutely personalized shirt that you can have hanging up in the back um or you can wear around um it's fucking phenomenal so and no two shirts are the same no we two went to the same there. show walked in the same rows had the same people sign i mean literally Very we compared spots. autographs but they're different spots the, i think the only one that i know for certain is the same spot is is uh warhorse War because he chose to number nine and choose nine and put a six in front of it because he's 12. um i mean i laughed too he's, so he's, he's gonna roll your ass for that i'm i'm 12 too um yeah he is um speaking of wardlow uh, not wardlow war, war horse is opening his wrestling school here soon um it's a little too far for me to make it but it's in um oh god i just forgot st louis Anyways, uh, but you can go on on Twitter, find Warhorse, and you can find his wrestling school there. It's a, uh, it looks like it's it's going to be phenomenal. They're having their first tryouts and all that stuff. I think this coming weekend, um, and so uh, Warhorse is phenomenal. And so if you if you want to learn, I can't remember who the other. Uh, uh, the other thing to remember as we as we talk about those shirts, um, ours is from a Zello Pro that that we've recently gone to. Um, Remember to support your local, your local indie wrestling. Um, boy, those it's a lot more fun to be at that show. I promise. I promise. Go to that show. Yes, go go to go to pretty much any indie show. If you have a chance to go to an indie show near you, fucking do it. Um, they're a ton of fun. So I'm just trying to... You'll find out you're a fan of somebody you don't really know that you're a fan of. Um, Jonathan Gresham was one for me. Um, uh, Heather Reckless. Boy, I love seeing her develop, watching her on Insta and and just get better and better all the time. And, and I cannot wait to see her yeah. land in a, in a big promo because... Yeah. Uh, the, the she only... plays bitch really well. She, she's so phenomenal. Um, and... Uh, um, 
I'm trying to remember. I I just saw a thing where she was training, and I can't remember where she trains at now. Oh, uh, Seth Rollins at school in Davenport, yep. Iowa. That's yep. where she trains. Um, and so I the the only thing is she's fucking tiny, tiny, um, tiny. And so wherever she goes, it can't be the land of the giants. That's the problem. Yeah. No. Um. No. But I mean, she's still taller than Marco Stunt, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not by a ton though. Taller than no. Bliss? No, she's shorter than she's Bliss. She's shorter than Bliss. She's smaller. I think than she's. Than I think she's well. either four foot ten or four foot eleven. And Alexa so Bliss said, like, shorter than Layla Hirsch. Uh, I don't know offhand, Layla Hirsch. I think I'd say Layla she's Hirsch more legit than Layla Hirsch. Oh. Yeah, she is too legit to quit. Go ahead, come on the show, Layla. Call me yeah. out on it. Um, I don't know offhand. Here, let me just look this up. Layla Hirsch. She's four feet eleven. Four feet eleven. So she's um one inch shorter. One inch shorter, assuming I'm remembering it four foot ten. Uh but Damn. um puts on a show. Yeah, puts she's on a show. She's and so it was much so fun. nice beforehand, I was uh, uh, absolutely confident. She was going to be a face, and boy, was I wrong when she got into the ring. She was. <laughs> she yeah. plays heels. Really uh, well. she, four foot nine is what is, nine. she's billed at. So yes, yeah, she is shorter than Layla Hirsch. Um, uh, Alexa Bliss calls herself five feet of fury, but she um, also on Twitter has admitted she's actually five foot one. That just doesn't sound as good to say. So, five foot one feet of fury. Yeah, so so uh, Alexa Bliss would literally tower over Heather. Oh, Reckless. never mind. She is shorter than Marco Stunt, who's five foot two. Marco Stunt's five foot two. I th- I think that's WCW measurement there. <laughs> the seven foot four Kevin Nash. Yeah. <laughs> or or it's just guy measurement where you know, yeah. five inches is nine inches. That's the way it is. Right. Anyways. Not everyone um, measures like you do, Officer Smarks. <laughs> uh, no, trust me. Right. Uh, <laughs> there's a whole thing. Nine of, inches. Yeah. Of, of uh, wi- women. Uh, I, I found it on, I can't remember if it was Twitter or Instagram, but uh, or even TikTok or whatever, but women talking about how um, they dated a guy. They thought they were dating a guy who was nine inches. Um, and then, uh, they saw how big nine inches actually was on a ruler. And they realized that their guy who said he was nine inches was really more like five inches. Um, God, this, uh, again, talk about weird, devolving. Weird, weird devol- devolving. Anyways, but you can support us on the, the spread shop, uh, the merch store, Get your there's all sorts of fun things there. Worst pay-per-view of the year. Uh so you can go off and, and rep Royal Rumble. Uh, so far. Um so or far. you can be optimistic and get the one that says best pay-per-view of the year so far. Um just I don't know, don't don't wear it to Elimination Chamber. I mean if you're going to uh fucking Jenna. I mean, it might be the best WWE pay-per-view of the year. I mean, and if anything, you can always customize it too, guys. So if you did think Royal Rumble was the worst pay-per-view so far, why not just add for another like five bucks or something? You just add a little 
Royal Rumble text. You know, mm-hmm. to make your yeah, own or get out your own sharpies and do it yourself. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's but it. that's on the spread shop. Link is in the doobly doo. Um, other than that, we're gonna go ahead and close the book on the Fantasy Booking Institute. Thank you all for listening. We will see you soon. Red pill or blue pill.